Welcome to our Call to Care, the podcast. Part of what this is designed to do, as well as share the story, is to find out a bit about the people who sit behind it. I like to invest in the people around me. Your business has a soul, has real people and genuine people who, who care. And in conversation, you unearth things that don't come out in the first telling. I literally cure the world when I'm mucking out my horse. We're unique in the way that we care for human connection. This is Kirsty. You don't necessarily remember what people say, but you remember how they made you feel. Hi. Hello. How are you doing? I'm very well, and you? I'm great. Thank you, Kirsty. How nice to hear your voice again. As you listen to some of the most common reasons for calls to Kirsty's team right now. Uh, yeah, it's uh, a little bit crazy at the moment, um, but it's all good. It's all good. It's not hard to get a sense of some of the very real worries that are out there. My team deal with vulnerable customers. Um, so with the the world as it is at the minute, it, it's, um, it's still pretty crazy. Um, we have just so many customers that are just needing that little extra support yeah. um, and, and love um, just to try and help get them through um, these unprecedented times, really. Have you noticed any change in the type of calls that you're getting from customers now that we're, you know, nearly two months into the lockdown? Uh, yeah, predominantly it, it's still people um, thinking ahead about payments um, or it's people who are, are in the times where they are struggling uh, financially as well. Yeah. Um, sadly, we're closely seeing quite a lot of um, bereavement cases. Really? Um, yeah, that we're just supporting um, family and friends through that. Right. Um, and an elderly um, so again, under one of our vulnerability types, um, age is up there, and and that's again just um, customers who are shielding or can't get out as as well as they can, who mm. just need a little bit more support with their phones, or they need more allowances to make sure they're keeping in contact with friends and family. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're kind of the the, the highest things that that we're seeing. Um, it, it, it's just, um, yeah, been a, been a little bit hectic the last few weeks. Yeah, I can hear in your voice that <laughs> it's a little bit stressful. <laughs> oh <laughs> don't, I hope you don't mind me saying. <laughs> no, no, my self-regulation obviously isn't doing very well. Maybe, maybe I'm just listening very hard to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you must be. You've picked up on that. Money worries. Health worries. Feeling vulnerable and alone. Normal human concerns. It's just there's a lot of it about right now. Much more than usual. And even if we're lucky enough not to be in imminent or critical danger, the age of corona has brought with it a sense of unease about the present and uncertainty about the future. There are a few signs coming that things might begin to improve soon. But even in good times, in normal times... We're all of us susceptible to life's stresses and strains, and it's hard not to let things get to us sometimes. And as a result, our mental health is under enormous pressure. And of course, it's tempting not to talk about it. 
it's tempting to think that no one wants to listen, that no one's got time to listen. But if there's one thing we know for sure about our mental health and well-being, it's that not talking about it often makes things worse, and that caring for each other in the shape of kindness can really help. So, in this episode, we wanted to talk to someone in the business who really walks the talk when it comes to listening, and who understands and values the very human connection of kindness. What kind of experience have you had, Kirsty, with people who have struggled a bit with their mental health, um, either colleagues or friends or customers? Or Do you have much experience of that? I imagine you might do. Um, yeah, we do. Um, not just customers, but within my team. Yeah. Um, it, you know, they're with the type of calls they deal with, um, their mental well-being is of the utmost importance. Um, and, uh, you know, my, my team are quite open in talking about their um, personal experiences. Uh, some of them are doing um, CBT therapies to yeah. help with coping mechanisms, with stresses that they deal with, um, anxiety issues, stress issues. Um, so with things like that already going on in their life and then they're taking um you, you know the, the the burden of someone else's problems yeah. um we just got got to make sure that that they're okay and they're being looked after we do a lot of work with charities and especially mind um and um they, they've been absolutely amazing just before um kind of covid really hit us yeah. i was getting um the local mind um, organization around manchester to come into our office in berry to do a bit of an open desk conversation for for everyone in the building just to start talking about it more and um you know there's been so many campaigns the be kind and it's okay to not be okay just to really get talking um about mental health because mm. i think it affects so many people um and it's only really now that people are feeling a bit more comfortable to talk about it mm. um mm. what difference do you think it makes to someone who is under a lot of stress or or maybe depressed uh you know long term or short term or in some ways feeling the anxiety the strain um mentally that that can come in normal life but especially now what difference does it make to be listened to when you are struggling a little bit with your mental health do you think i i think you can feel quite isolated um when you're you're living with with mental health um a, a big thing um that i like to phrase stuff is is you're not suffering with mental health is is little things paraphrasing you know that you you understand and that it, it's what they're living through so they're living through mental health conditions mm. um i think that just makes it sound more caring and that you are starting to understand what that person is going through mm. um 
especially in the times that we're in now, um, communication has, has never been more important than, than ever before, I think. Mm. Um, and the difference to from what I've seen is there's a bit of a stigma to talk about it and I, and I know there's a, a lot of work going into changing that perception but I think it takes a lot for someone to stand up and, and say what they are going through yeah. and then if you're met with someone who isn't truly listening to to what they're they're saying um it just creates a, a bad experience for them and they're going to be less likely to want to talk about it again yeah. um do you know when a, a what's that saying a, a problem shared is a problem half or mm. something um, so you, you feel less isolated because somebody's listened to you yeah, I think so. And it just helps build that relationship and, and makes you feel that you're not alone um, and, and, and just help them try and, and, and work through it them, themselves. And like, I don't think when you're listening to someone, you've got to potentially come up with solutions. I, I think that's the opposite of listening to someone. <laughs> I think helping them find the solution themselves yeah. um, is, is the ultimate key. I've seen many conversations where someone's gone to someone with a problem and the response they've got is, well, I think you should do this, and then off they go. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that truly resolves it, and it certainly doesn't help someone learn. I think you've got to go through it y yourself to be able to learn and embed that knowledge. Um, and it's only through listening and, and asking key and open questions that you help someone understand it and, and really, importantly, complete the full message that being communicated out to you, I, I think. Mm. If you're in a situation, Kirsty, when you know that it's really important that you listen well what are what are like the two or three key things you say to yourself you know before you sit down or before you pick up the phone to talk to somebody when you know that it's going to be important to listen well what do you do to increase the chances of you being a better listener for that person um i like to go into um, a quiet space where there's no distractions um, if, for example, I was in work, I wouldn't have that conversation at my desk, either on the phone or in person. Um, there's a lot going on around, um, a, a lot of distractions which can easily switch you off. So yeah. I'd, I'd think about my surroundings, um, the environment I'm in. Yeah. Um, making sure that I'm trying to clear my headspace. So I'm giving my undivided attention to that person. Hmm. Um, how do you do that how do you because I understand what you mean clear my headspace mm -hmm. uh, my mum yep. was the therapist and she, she always used to wash her hands between clients not not because right. of coronavirus but just for her that was a little ritual it was almost like getting rid of the dirt of whatever her previous hour was washing you know. it away yeah yeah, yeah. but it's like yeah. well, it, so it wasn't that her hands were dirty it was just that she wanted to just be clean and ready for the next person. So yep. when you're as busy as you are, and you can imagine, you know, everyone in the business is working really hard at the moment uh, and no one's got free time. And in a way, listening is often associated, isn't it, with, with people who have lots of time to spare. Nobody yep. has any time to spare. So how do you clear your own space 
in order to listen well? What kind of things do you do? Um, so I think it's an investment. I like to invest in the people around me. Um, and there's been times I'm guilty of it. I have reports to do, a million emails to do. Yeah. Someone will come over to my desk and I'm typing away. There's no eye contact. Mm. I'm telling them that I'm listening, but I'm not. I've mm -hmm. got a million and one other things going on in my head. Mm. I'm just giving them verbal nods. Yep, yep. So they think I'm listening. <laughs> um, and then I get to a point where I think, oh my goodness, I don't know actually what they've said to me and now they're expecting an answer. So then I'll try and undo it by recapping bits that I have picked up on to try and piece together a story. And, and you can see in the person's face that has come to you or even over the phone, you know, you can hear it in their voice that they're just disappointed that you haven't given them that time. Yeah. They've come to you asking for it. And, and I think I've been guilty of it many a times and... And that's when I, you know, I've had to break an old habit and old habits are hard to break, yeah. but I've locked my PC and given that person my undivided attention. Yeah. Um, everyone's got the ability to, to work at it and, and become a better listener. Yeah. And I think you've just got to train yourself to do it. We, we are so busy, like you say, and and things need doing two hours ago rather than the time that we're in. But yeah. unless you commit to that time, um, you're not going to become a better communicator yourself. Mm. I think if you invest in that time, your productivity longer term becomes better because... How so? That, well, I think if um, someone needs a solution or, say, mental health for issue, you know, if someone's mm. going through stuff and and you just kind of pass them off with, um, oh, right, yeah, I've listened. Well, you know, it, it is what it is, and, and, and off you go. I need you yeah. to concentrate on your work. Yeah. That's still there within their mind. You haven't helped them work through it. So mm. their productivity, their engagement, their morale is going to be affected. You're not going to get the best out of that person. Yeah. Whereas if I can just spend possibly another 20 minutes with that person, really listening to what they're going through, um, I just think they they go ahead back to their work feeling that they have been listened, they have been understood. Um, it, they know importantly that someone um, has took the time to care and listen to them and, yeah. and I think you get that trust back and they give you tenfold back um, yeah. and that's how it works within my team and, you know, I... I I, I don't like to blow my own trumpet, but I'd say the, the results speak for themselves. You know, it, it works and, and I've seen it. I've I've done the bad side and I've done the good. And yeah. I know you've, you've just got to take that time. And if it means that I do a 12-hour day, then I'd rather do that than knowing that my people are in a much better place. Okay. I, I would hate to think they're going through something um, alone and that they didn't feel they could confront me. I'm not sure that works for everyone, but yeah. it, it works for me. And and it's clearly a really important thing for you and something you want to do. Like, it sounds to me like you're instinctively someone who cares and someone who wants to look after their team. And, and you know why that's important. How do you look after yourself in that? Because if you're working 12-hour days to make sure that you listen to everybody who needs listening to, how is your self-care? Because that's important, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, ultimately. You know, like, 
like with your mum and counsellors i know they usually then have to have their own counseling yeah. sessions to unburden everything they they've taken on so it's the same you know and I've gone home many a night thinking, oh, how is that person? I'll, I'll drop them a little text or a message just to let them know I'm thinking of them. Um, but ultimately, my my get out is um, I like to just go out um, and and be by myself or with my friends. I, mm. I like to do a lot of walking, which I know in the current climate hasn't been great. Mm. Um, but luckily, I've got my two dogs, so I, okay. I can take them out. Um, I have a horse as well, so even with the pandemic going on, I've been very, very fortunate to be able to go to the stables every day and just have that downtime for myself yeah. where... I, I can do my own thing and, and have my own thinking space. I've told so many people, I literally cure the world when I'm mucking out my horse. <laughs> I, I go through everything. I come up with my best plans. Yeah. Um, that That is my downtown space. It, it's very precious to me. And uh, it cost me a, an arm and a leg, but he's he's definitely worth it. It's worth he's, it. He don't talk back to me, so uh, yeah. No, okay, that's helpful too, right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> but that's yeah. interesting, though, isn't it? That sometimes it's not like a conscious, you know. Yeah, every therapist has their supervisor that they have to go and have their conversations with. But yeah, mucking out the horse. I mean, whether it's a horse or or, or kicking a ball around or whatever it is that you like to do, sometimes it's not a conscious process, is it? To to kind no. of to let yourself heal and and kind of rejuvenate it's just making sure you've got that little bit of time for yourself really that's a testament to how many people during the lockdown time mm. time have have gone out for exercise or yeah. walk because mentally i just think people need that that time just to to do whatever they need to do to let to let go and refresh their mind and um you just need to look after yourself you know the best that you can and and whatever works for you is you know is is ultimately how you 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 try and get through it yeah and and then and Kirsty, what about kindness what does kindness mean for you just at a personal level it's more the little things um you know, just helping someone day to day, um, being there for someone. Um, I don't think it's it's the massive things that, that will change the world. Mm. Um, and I'm a, a firm believer of you don't necessarily remember what people say, but you remember how they made you feel. Yeah. Um, and I think if you can just make someone feel happier or better about themselves or know that someone cares by a little gesture then Mm. I think that will stick with them and especially with listening I think a good one for that is Mm. if you have had a conversation with someone and and you do remember you know that they've got an event coming up or something planned a doctor's appointment that they're you know a bit nervous about going back to that person in a week's time or you know however and and just saying oh how how did that go those little things I think mean a lot to people that you've listened you've took it on board and 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 you're thinking of that person yeah you know that's what it means to me I think you're right I think one of the most powerful things in the way 
So I think it's amazing to be listened to. But I think what makes the difference is when you realise it, if you see what I mean. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. It's when somebody comes up and says, didn't you have that appointment with the specialist this week? You know, it's just like, oh, you were listening. (laughs) You were listening. Yeah. You know, it's those tiny little things that that shows that it's not just about nodding at the right time and making the right noises and even looking in an eye contact and all those things that, of course, are important. But it's does it go in? Do you retain it? Do Do you keep some of that information beyond the moment of the conversation and yeah, pick it up with somebody yeah i agree when when has someone really listened to you when has it been important for you to be listened to um i think um so i know you've had correspondence over email with him but um alistair brown mm. um so last year he left the call center side to the to the role that he does now yeah. and um he was my line manager um yeah. so he's had to put up with me for a number of years <laughs> <laughs> um but last year i had um a, a pretty tough 12 months with um my, my dad took a, a, a bit of a, a drop with um, his dementia um, and my mum was diagnosed with stage three bowel cancer um, and I just felt like the the world was was falling in Um, and then when Alistair then said he was stepping aside into another area I just felt the one person who truly listens to me was was leaving and and I, and I felt a bit alone that who would I have and um, you know who would listen to me and 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 be there for me and he had a, a number of conversations with me um and you know I oh god I can feel myself tearing up um he was just amazing you know he really listened and I think it was through that 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 was someone then I admired that I wanted to be like someone like that. He right. retained the little details. He um, knew about I had to have time away yeah. for my mum and things like that. Um, I then went through a cancer scare myself and he was he was absolutely amazing. And I think how he made me feel, he couldn't do anything. He couldn't make it better, but... Yeah just knowing he was there and I never felt like I was annoying him or a nuisance by going to him or crying and being emotional <laughs> but he was just my rock and and I think that just shows the power of of listening to someone because he helped me just find the strength to 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 get through it really and you, you know that that is someone that I now strive and, and admire and and you take them life journeys with you you know I like yeah. to think that I can be that person for someone else and you know and be kind and and, and there for someone yeah well have have you ever been there for him I bet you have sounds like you might have been have you ever I had like to... to think I have yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like to think I have, especially um, through through some of the life journeys he's been on. You know, we've been friends for a number of years, um, which which just goes to show, you know, he, he's my family. Although I've met him through work and you could just say he's a work colleague, yeah. even now I, I still speak to him 
weekly and we have conversations about what's going on in each and other of our lives and and yeah it's nice to know that that i'm there for him as much as he's been there for me i'm there for him as much as he's been there for me a reciprocity of listening there's care there's human connection Before I let Kirsty go, I had just one last question for her. If there is someone who who's who just feels things are getting to them a little bit, what would you say to them? Um, talk to someone. Absolutely, talk to someone. Don't go through the journey alone. Um, you know, just find someone that you feel that you you can talk to. Uh, and people find it in in various people. People like to talk to people that are close to them, um, and people like to speak to someone they don't know. And you know, yeah. we work very closely with the Samaritans, um, and and they're an amazing organisation. So just please don't feel that you you've got to go through this alone. You really don't. Um, talk to someone. Let someone truly listen to what you're going through, and 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 just understand that. Um, that they, they can help you find uh, maybe not solutions but maybe a path um, to, to get through what you know with whatever you're dealing with um, but yeah ultimately just don't feel that you're, you're alone because you're, you're truly not If you're feeling a little bit alone try and talk to someone and if you're not well, maybe you can be to someone what Alistair was to Kirsty and what Kirsty is to Alistair. Here's to listening. Here's to kindness. Kirsty, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Um, I hope things aren't too stressful for you this week. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and enjoy the bank holiday weekend. And, uh, and yeah, enjoy too. mucking out the horses. <laughs> <laughs> I will do, definitely. Thanks for listening.